Hello, and thank you for tuning into Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, Mum to Amandine, now a toddler, and our new addition, Elwood, born this May. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, toddler, and now as a mum of two, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. If you have listened from the very beginning of Mum Talk, you will know it was love at first sight when I met the products created by the midwives at My Expert Midwife. When pregnant with Amandine and Elwood, not a day went by where I didn't use my favourite product, Fantastic Skin Elastic. I feel incredibly honoured to be working with My Expert Midwife, a brand that has truly supported me physically through both of my pregnancies. Recovery after childbirth can be challenging, both emotionally and physically. My Expert Midwife have created a recovery duo designed to soothe bruising, swelling and soreness of the perineum after birth. This includes Spritz for Bits, which provides instant relief to the perineum. You will have heard me raving about this after my first pregnancy, plus the new Soak for Bits, a must-have to add to those first few baths after your baby is born to aid recovery and soothe aching muscles. I could go on and on and rave about every single product I have tried. I know how important it is to have confidence and trust that what you are putting on your skin is 100% safe for pregnancy and baby. For me, using My Expert Midwife products gave me that trust and confidence. My Expert Midwife not only develop incredible products, they provide midwife expertise for pregnancy, birth and becoming a new mum. To find out more on how to prepare and recover from childbirth, visit My Expert Midwife at www.myexpertmidwife.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 10, Episode 5. I can't quite believe we are already halfway through the series. Worry not, the rest of the series is pretty much packed with guests, which I'm really excited to share with you. Next week, um, before I forget, we have Vern coming on. He is the founder of Carry Fit. He is going to come on and talk all about baby wearing, postpartum fitness, working out with your baby, all that kind of stuff, which I'm really excited to have him on, actually, because, of course, it's very relevant to where I am, and I know a lot of you are at the moment um, in postpartum. And we also have uh, a skin a, a skin doctor, essentially, specialist in skin coming on the podcast as well in the next few weeks. She's coming on to talk all about looking after your skin during pregnancy. Um, and I'm actually super pleased about this one. I wish I had it for the last series because... I spent hours and hours and hours researching and googling what sun creams you could use when pregnant, what um, you could and couldn't use in skincare. So I think this will be a fantastic podcast when she comes on. Anyway, I will share with you when she is going to be on, but it will be in the next couple of weeks. But today you have me and this is quite a last minute record because it is Tuesday evening so you're going to be listening to it tomorrow morning which is lovely in some way because I can give it, you know, I can give you all the information really, really, you know, timely Um, but it does mean that I'm exhausted from the day because 
Elwood has just gone to sleep, which is fantastic, but I have soon realised that really, if I want to do anything of any use whatsoever, especially work, and actually be able to string a sentence together without being distracted with him potentially waking up, I have to do these things either past eight o'clock in the evening or between like 5.30 and 8 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) They're my windows. They are my windows. It's so much harder. I know I say this every podcast, I think, but it's so much harder than I thought it would be um, to do this and have Elwood as such a young bubba. I mean, when I was doing this with Amandine, she would literally just sleep and sleep and sleep. And I remember I would just bounce her recording with people in the baby Bjorn, or I would just feed her. But not a chance with Elwood, not a chance. He has got so much better, thank goodness. I really feel like since we went to France and now he has, he turned a corner and he's continued turning that corner, essentially. Um, He's a much happier baby. I think his reflux or whatever he had just throwing up all of the milk although saying that the last two days he has been so sick all over me it's like the very beginning again every time I feed him I feel like his whole feed comes back up again but let's hope that's just a couple of days one thing I have noticed is I have potentially been eating a fair bit of ice cream over the last couple of days Although in France I ate ice cream pretty much every day and he, was, he wasn't sicky at all in France. So maybe I'm just overfeeding him and not realising, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, or maybe he's just a little bit sicky. There you go. Um, but he has been really good about going down for his naps. So especially today actually. Today I put him down uh, in his cot for all but one of his naps. Um, He still only does 40 minutes. The only way I can get him to do a longer nap than 40 minutes is when Amandine's also having her lunchtime nap and I put him down, he does 40 minutes in his uh, snooze pod and then I get him out and I lie down on the bed with him and stick him onto my boob and then he will kind of suckle and chill for another maybe hour or so. So then he ends up getting a really, really good nap. But obviously the naps in the morning and the naps in the afternoon, I can't do that because Amandine's around, she wants me, I can't just lie on the bed and let him suckle and enjoy a longer nap. So the morning and the afternoon naps are definitely shorter. I try and baby wear him in the afternoon nap um, because that one I'm always trying to do bits like prepare dinner um, or play with Amandine or finish up what I've been doing in the day. Like today it was cleaning. How fun. I mean, our house was absolutely disgusting. It literally, I don't think I'd cleaned it properly. I mean, I still haven't finished. I don't think I cleaned it properly since well before Elwood was born, which is what, like almost 11 weeks ago on Friday. So (laughs) it was gross, really gross. I'd done the odd bit of dusting here and there. But anyway, um, he's got really good at going down for his naps and putting himself to sleep. So I will feed him. What do I do? Yeah, I feed him after he wakes up from a nap and then we do a bit of playtime and then I occasionally top him up with with milk, but I tend not to because I find that if I do that, he then gets a grouchy tummy But as I'm putting him down to sleep, which is my issue in the evenings when I put him down to sleep, I think. So I tend not to and I put him down and I just put him in his swaddle in a dark room with white noise 
and he tends to just go off to sleep by himself. A few little cry outs, but nothing, nothing, not not a distress cry. It's that kind of sleepy, I want to go to sleep, but I can't cry. Um, a little bit of that, and then not even a minute of that, and then he goes to sleep. But it is only 40 minutes, and I can literally set the timer and he'll be awake. But hopefully that, that'll lengthen out. I tried all the wonderful things that you suggested last week when I put a post on Instagram. Um, they were fantastic suggestions and I did try most of them, but none of them were working for me just yet. So I just don't think he's ready uh, to do it. And he is adamant that he wants to be awake when he wakes up. There is no kind of, I'm sleepy, I've woken up, but I really want to go back to sleep. He's adamant he wants to be awake. Otherwise, I would really try and help him back to sleep but he just doesn't want to. Um, and then in the evenings, he he's doing really well. So I put him down at probably quarter, to, um, maybe half past seven, quarter to eight uh, this evening. We did a bath. And then I've pretty much been doing bath time with Elwood almost every night, which we didn't do with Amandine. We probably bathed her once every four or five days um because her skin was super dry but Elwood loves a bath I have never seen a child love a bath so much literally you touch his little feet in the water and his face and his eyes just light up and they just sparkle it's amazing I haven't seen it I'll have to try and film it one day because it's just the most beautiful thing so even to see that face I'm going to shove him in the bath um, but I don't put him in there for too long because obviously it's so much excitement for him. He gets really overwhelmed really quickly and then I get him out and it's all tears. But I've timed it now. So um, literally just pop him in for a couple of minutes, give him a quick clean, see that beautiful smile. And this evening, Amandine and Elwood had a bath together. So we've got a uh, snuggle bath. Is that is that what it's called? It's the kind of upright one that you can get from John Lewis and other retailers, Amazon, I'm sure. But it's brilliant. Oh, excuse me. It's really great. Um, and I sit it in the bath with Amandine, fill the bath um, and fill the snuggle bath. Um, make sure you fill, if you're doing this, make sure you fill the snuggle bath first because uh, otherwise it just floats. And then fill Amandine's and put him in. And oh my gosh, he just loved having a bath with her and she loved it with him. We are really struggling though, actually. Before I go on to that, I will just finish up. And then I um, dry him off, occasionally apply a bit of Neil's Yard um, baby massage oil, and then I feed him, put him in his PJs, and then I feed him, and then give him a burp, and then put him in his swaddle. And then we tend to have a bit of, I'm really annoyed that I'm going to bed crying. So this evening, I just popped him back on the boob when he was in his swaddle, uh, just for a little suckle. I don't think he actually drank any milk and then put him down and he has actually stayed asleep. It's not ideal. I would like him to put himself to sleep because I worry if he woke up now, he would be a bit like, uh, hang on a minute, where's mum's boob? <laughs> um, so it's not ideal, but that worked and it worked well. And my goodness, on when, when did I do the, um, when did I do the midwife, my, my expert midwife live? I can't remember when that was. Thursday? Friday? Um, and I had scheduled it for eight o'clock, which wasn't ideal. Uh, but it had been scheduled at eight o'clock on this specific day since before Elwood was born. Um, and in my mind, everything was hunky-dory by then. But somehow, somehow... Elwood went to sleep at 7.56. <laughs> I could not have cut it any finer. 
Uh, 7.56, I sprinted downstairs, set up my Instagram, and away we went. But the Instagram Live is an hour and 40 minutes, I kid you not. But if you are listening to this and you are pregnant, please watch the Instagram Live. It's with Leslie from My Expert Midwife, um, and she is a registered midwife, and she is the co-founder of My Expert Midwife. And she is so incredibly knowledgeable about everything to do with birth and everything to do with those first few weeks postpartum and she shares it all on that IGTV. If you are struggling to ask your midwife questions or you're not getting enough time with your midwife or you feel really disconnected from it all, I highly recommend you have a listen. Um, When I have a minute I am going to write down everything that we spoke about post it on Instagram so you can um, see what we covered but we literally cover everything from the simple stuff like what to pack in your hospital bag to the more complex things like all the different courses of pain relief to birth positions to what your partner can do to how you can make life easier for yourself postpartum recovery of um, c-section recovery of vaginal delivery hypnobirthing, all this kind of stuff we um, we discussed at length and answered all your questions. And there were really, really brilliant, brilliant questions in there. Um, yes, what I was going to say was, so as you, as you, as you heard, sorry, words coming out in a, 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 a good order would be nice. <laughs> as you heard, Elwood is doing really great with his sleep and his naps through the night. I'm trying not to digress, so I'm going back to this. Um, Through the night, he is sleeping... So in France, he was sleeping from like 10 until 6.30. But because I'm not doing the dream feed, I decided to drop it just because it seemed... Well, I didn't really even start it, but it just didn't seem to be working. I took... I feed him at... Yeah, at 7 after bath, 7, 7.30ish, and then put him down, and then don't feed him again, so he's waking kind of anywhere between 3.30 and 4.30, which is a big stint, it's just not the stint that I'm asleep for, <laughs> um, whereas in France, I he was going to sleep at the same time, I was going to sleep at 10 o'clock, and we were sleeping right the way through to 6.30, which feels amazing. Um, but I feel like right now I want to try and get him into the habit of going to sleep at 7 or seven or 8, whatever. Because if, I feel like if I don't, then I'm going to really kick myself for it later. And he wants to go down. He either wants to go down for a nap. Because what was happening in France is I'd go up after dinner, I'd feed him. He'd fall asleep until probably half past 8, wake up, and then we'd play a little bit, and then we'd commence again at half past nine quarter to ten ten o'clock anyway he's doing great I can't complain he's brilliant he is so long we kind of measured him ish um with a you know like a uh, material measuring tape and he is already measuring 64 centimeters which is up on the like 99.6 percentile, <laughs> so it's quite ridiculous. I do want to weigh him, but we have our eight-week checks when he's 12 weeks old. I don't know why. I feel like the surgery just must be really busy, although I can't see how the surgery is really busy, but anyway, maybe it is really busy. And that was the date I was given. It's a bit later than I would have liked, really, but because it's my check as well, so I'm I'm not really getting that six to eight-week check it's when I'm going to be 12 weeks postpartum so it's a bit poop 
Um, but thankfully, they tried to put it on Hendrik's birthday, which is next week on Tuesday. Um, but it's now on Thursday, so <laughs> that's good. At least we don't have to have the baby injections on Hendrik's birthday, because I plan to... Um, oh, I wonder what time my appointment is, actually. I hope it's in the morning. Oh, gosh, I hope it's in the morning. With Amandine, it was in the afternoon. It was literally right before bedtime, which was rubbish, because then you're worried about your, you know, child, because they've just had their injections. Oh, anyway... I'm going to check what time it is. I hope it's the morning, so I've got the rest of the day to literally sit on the sofa and cuddle Elwood. I'll get Amaldine and Hendrik to go out for the day, and I can just cuddle him and give him boob, and we can just have skin-to-skin time, and it'll be fine. Um, But yeah, Hendrik's birthday is on Tuesday, and I have bought him a coffee machine. (laughs) I feel like if there's any time you need a coffee machine, it's when you're a father of two. (laughs) Um, And when you're literally doing everything for the toddler, he needs a coffee machine. He needs something. I just got him a, um, there's a really, really good deal, I think, that's running until mid-August on Nespresso. And you can get the Nespresso Verto Plus, I think it is. Um, It's a really good coffee machine. If you're not, you know, too hipster, meant in the nicest way with your coffees, um, it's a great machine. And it literally, you can just pop the capsules in and you can have your coffee within like 25 seconds or something ridiculous, um, which is what he needs. And I've always kind of been against these types of coffee machines because of the pods, uh, but you can now recycle them. There's a recycling scheme that Nespresso do and they literally just pick them all up off your but from your front door, which is great. So um, that is what we shall do. And I think there are also some uh, pods you can get, which are reusable pods or paper pods as well, uh, which we will also have a look at. But anyway, that's what I bought him. Um, And he knows about it because I wasn't sure which one to get him. So what I was almost digressing to, I will now bring up now, we are struggling with Amaldine a little bit because she is just not listening when we tell her she needs to be gentle with Elwood. And both Hendrik and I just feel like we're telling her off all the time. I literally feel like I'm saying no to her. Please don't do that. Please be gentle. Even if it's not just with Elwood, it just seems to be a stage. She's really testing the boundaries. And I just feel like I'm telling her off. I'm really trying to counteract it by praising her when she wouldn't expect to be praised. And, you know, what really carefully watching when she goes and puts something in the bin by herself and giving her praise and trying to counteract it. Um, but ugh, she's just not listening when we say be gentle. She will grab him or pinch him or just to get some kind of reaction. And I don't know whether she's trying to get a reaction out of Elwood or get a reaction out of us. But when he does cry when she does something, she is so upset and she goes really quiet and she knows she's done wrong. So it's just really surprising that she keeps doing it. And I don't really understand why. Um, And yeah, she is just not listening. So we are really trying to work on that. And the other thing she's not listening to is she is, she really is still sucking her thumb way too much. Um, And I feel like, and Hendrik feels like, we can already see her front teeth moving forward. Uh, We're going to the dentist mid-August. So I'm really hoping that the dentist will say something to her and 
just I, I, I don't really want to paint something that tastes disgusting on her fingernail. My mum got me to stop biting my fingernails when I was younger because she painted this disgusting stuff on them. Um, and I don't really want to do that with Amandine, but I could, I suppose. But yes, I mean, right now I really feel like it's looking like she'll have to have braces. And I know that some dentists say really makes no difference whether you suck your thumb or not. But I just see, I just can't see how it wouldn't make a difference because, you know, her thumb's in her mouth, her thumb's big now and she's sucking on it and I'm sure it's pushing her teeth forward. Anyway, anyhow, I don't mind if she sucks it at night because it's literally seconds before she falls asleep. But when she's just standing around at home and then she starts sucking her thumb, I know she's probably bored or, um, you know, needs to be stimulated somehow. But I've got to try and stop it. If anyone has any successful thumb, thumb sucking stopping remedies, <laughs> then please let me know because I would love to know um, and sort my daughter. We have really been enjoying um, family time up at the table and I actually wrote about this in a recent post that I did for uh, Stocker and it's made my life so much easier so much easier and I wanted to share it with you because when I had Amaldine I didn't really want to invest in a stock of high chair because they are expensive they are a high um a high price item but the difference that it's made with a second child is so huge and I literally can't be without it anymore, which I know sounds really privileged and quite ridiculous. But when I go to, say, France or go to my mum's and I just don't have that place to put him that's at my height, I really struggle. Um, so I wanted to share my thoughts on it because I know there are a lot of you probably thinking, oh, do I get one? Do I not? Um, but I absolutely love it. Ours was very, very kindly gifted to us. Um, but I have also, I also bought one for Amandine. I bought a second hand one. They're very hard to get a hold of, but I was looking out for ages. Um, but they are fantastic and it's called the Stocker Trip Trap. Um, and I'm sure you've heard of it. Stocker, first of all, they're a Norwegian company who have been going for well over 40 years and, what I love is their philosophy behind everything that they create. So they design everything to help bring children closer to their parents, which I just think is possibly the nicest philosophy behind any of the brands, really, that I've worked with. I think it's lovely. But anyway, back to the trip trap. So it truly does grow with the child. It really does do what they say. So we have the second hand one for Amaldine, which she's obviously using as a three-year-old toddler. And we have the one for Elwood. And on the one for Elwood um, comes uh, the newborn pack. And with the newborn pack, you get this beautiful seat, which is kind of like a bucket seat, but you can lie it flat or you can have it on a bit of a tilt. And then it also has a toy hanger that goes over the top, which is fantastic, which you can remove if you want to remove if you don't want it. But it just means that you can have them. I use it when I'm cooking and he's right next to me whilst I'm cooking, not next to the oven, obviously, but when I'm chopping vegetables or something, he's right next to me so I can chat to him. I can interact with him. He started falling asleep in it, which is amazing. Um, and 
Then I pull him up to the table when we're all sitting around the table so he really feels like he's a part of it and he's just such a happy chappy at mealtimes now which is just so lovely. We used to have the baby Bjorn down on the um, floor and he just wasn't as happy. He couldn't see what was going on I think but when he's up uh, a bit higher he can see everything that's going on. And then obviously when they go past a newborn stage and they're starting to eat, there's um, the sections that you can clip in, which make it like a high chair. And uh, I think there's also a table, a, a, a tray that you can clip on as well. And you can adjust the footrest. So you can adjust both the seat height and the footrest height, bring them closer together. So when they are six months, having a footrest is really quite important when you're weaning. If you want to look more into that, go and read the blogs that uh, um, Charlotte Sterling Reed has done, um, SR Nutrition. They're fantastic if you want to read more about that. And then... Um, when they get past the weaning you can take all of that off and then it's essentially a chair and it just sees them right the way through and you can use it as an adult I was sitting on it the other day my mum was sitting on it the other day it's brilliant highly highly recommend and it really has made my life easier and I can really see why people keep them for generations and generations and why they are really rare to come up secondhand because I don't know why you'd get rid of it really um Stocker also sent us a really beautiful um, high chair that they have as well called the Stocker Click High Chair. And this one is more designed for kind of traveling around or moving inside and outside. You can absolutely still have it inside your home, um, but you can, it takes one minute to assemble completely tool free. So you can take it if you're going to your parents' house or something, you can take it with you. You can use it from six months to three years and it also has an adjustable footrest um, for the ages too and it's so easy to clean and you can put the tray section in the dishwasher. Um, everything comes with the high chair, you've got the high chair then it can be with a harness so when they're six months and Amandine uses hers without a harness now so it's more just an open chair which she can actually and I'm quite surprised about this but she can actually climb up into it herself and then you can also buy a travel bag for it so if you're going away or um, you just want to have everything together neatly in a bag for storing it or whatever you can get this brilliant travel bag so all four legs click out the tray clicks out the footrest clicks out and it literally is around a click mechanism so everything clicks hence why it's called the stocker click high chair but it is fantastic we use it for outside eating when we're outside um, and I take it down to my mum's so Amandine has something to sit on there as well it's it's really really great I wish I had come across both of these high chairs when Amandine was born and I wish I'd invested. There are so many things I look around our house at the moment thinking, oh, I just wish I had invested in that because now I, you know, wouldn't be thinking, oh, I, I still want it. Um, but anyway, these are two things that have actually made my life easier, so much easier. So I would highly recommend checking them out. You may remember Leslie Gilchrist, CEO and Clinical Director of My Expert Midwife, joining me on the podcast in Series 9. Leslie shared an incredible amount of knowledge. The midwives at My Expert Midwife have created some easy checklists and guides to help you through your pregnancy and birth journey. From perineal massage, pain relief, to preparing your hospital bag and prioritising your recovery. 
They have a fantastic expert advice section on www.myexpertmidwife.com. Do go and have a look. They will most likely answer a lot of those pressing questions that you need expertly covered. We are now so incredibly lucky to have direct access to the wonderful team at My Expert Midwife. This year, they launched antenatal classes, which are 100% midwife-led. If you are pregnant and planning for birth, whether you're a first-time mum or having your second or third baby, these are for you. They are evidence-based, preparing you and your partner for the realities of childbirth, replacing the anxiety of the unknown with the excitement and anticipation, helping you to enjoy the journey. Visit www.myexpertmidwife.com to learn more. So I had loads of questions this week asking me how I enjoyed quarantine. (laughs) I loved quarantine. I would have happily have done the rest, the next five days. We did test release at day five, but I would have happily have done the next five days. I honestly felt like it went in the blink of an eye and I really enjoyed it. I think for the first time since having Elwood pretty much apart from the first two days um ever since day three when I had to go to the hospital because there was no one available to do the baby checks at home it was then kind of like okay well I'm out now and it's okay it's not too bad we'll go out and about with Amandine and I will go out and about and I just started doing absolutely everything with Hendrik and Amandine as well which was a mistake I shouldn't have done it um but it, for the first time, this quarantine, actually, there was nowhere I could be. There was no stress to be anywhere else. There was no guilt to feel because we physically couldn't be anywhere. We couldn't take Amandine anywhere. There were no errands to run because we weren't allowed to run them. Um, I'd organised, or my mum actually had organised or booked a Tesco shop, which I then did, which arrived uh, the evening that we got back from France. So we were all stocked up with food. So we'd got relatively well organised and stress-free with our tests were waiting at home for us day two and day eight because we ordered them before we left. And it was just wonderful. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed it. We had a couple of sunny days, so we did the paddling pool with Amandine and she played in her sand pit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, We have, my mum bought her for um, um, uh, Elwood's birth, my mum bought her a plum play sand and water tray table. So essentially it's a sand, there's one little table that's sand And then there's another table that fits underneath the sand table, which is water. Um, And it's brilliant. And obviously all the sand ends up in the water, but and all the water ends up in the sand. But, you know, who cares? It's fine. I really had an issue with it to start with. But anyway, Um, and it was just lovely. It was so nice. It was so nice. I kind of it was over too quickly, actually, for my liking. (laughs) I wish I wish. Um, we had, I had done the next five days. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, um, I am organising my sister's Hindu. That's another thing that I'm doing. And I thought I would ask for your advice actually on here. If you're listening, my sister's Hindu is quite a journey. It is about four hours to drive for me. When would you drive? I'll be going solo and I'll probably be going just with Elwood, potentially Amandine, but hopefully just with Elwood. Um, When would you go if you're driving that distance solo? 
Would you go in the day and do a few stops? Would you go at bedtime and try and go the whole way? What would you do? Mm, it's tricky, isn't it? It's a real tricky one because in the day he's going to only sleep for 40 minutes at a time and then he'll be like, okay, time to stop. Uh, but at night, maybe if I left at bedtime, he would sleep all the way, but maybe not. Who I really don't know what to do. Even driving all the way to France, I don't know what to do. Um, because I will be alone. There'll be no... And I don't really want to stop in the middle of the night somewhere if I have to, because he's crying loads. And it is mainly motorway. So I don't know. I really don't know what to do. Thoughts, please. Please message me if you um, have done something and you would do it again and you think it's the best way to do it. Okay, so let's answer your questions because that is pretty much everything that I wanted to share with you today. Um, okay, question time. Tips for getting newborn in routine with a toddler around? Yeah, it's really tricky. <laughs> it's really, really tricky. And in fact, it was only going into quarantine that when I thought, okay, yeah, I can actually try and get some kind of routine going because pretty much Elwood to start with was just going along with whatever we were doing he would fall asleep in the car, then I'd pull him out of the car, then he'd fall asleep in the carrier, then I'd want to put him down. You know, it was just really intermittent. Um, poor guy. But now I feel like there's definitely a bit of a routine going. So I would try, if you can, to set a few days aside where you're happy and your toddler's happy just being at home and just watch what your baby wants to do because I really paid so much attention to his sleep cues and I believe it's really true what, what a lot of the sleep experts say is they're only really wanting to be awake for 60 to 90 minutes maximum, especially if they're newborn, newborn. Um, but Elwood actually wanted to be awake the whole day, but I actually feel like that was me just not having the headspace to watch him and watch his cues and actually see when he wanted to sleep because Elwood wasn't a baby that would just fall asleep um, anywhere and everywhere. He needed real help and I don't think I actually in the first few weeks probably gave that to him. So now I'm trying to go over and above to make sure I am helping him get that sleep. So uh, when he wakes up and feeds at 3.30, he'll then tend to wake up and feed again at 6 or 5.30, 6 o'clock. Um, and then he will tend to sleep until about half past 8 or sometimes even 9 o'clock. So then I kind of think, okay, well then it's time to maybe go out with the toddler or um, have some play with Elwood. And then he'll go down again for a mid-morning nap, literally about 90 minutes later. And I'll put him down. He'll sleep for 40 minutes. And then we'll wake up again. And then that times quite nicely with Amandine's nap as well. So Amandine will nap, Elwood will nap. Then I'll go in, help Elwood into the next bit of the nap and have a bit of a lie down myself whilst I'm feeding him. Um, so it is possible, but it is just, I, I would say, give yourself a few days at home, no stresses, no need to be anywhere. And that will also help with potty training because you'll just be able to be at home with your toddler. The second half of that question is potty training too, um, which doesn't help. But that'll also be able to, yeah, give you that space to be at home with your toddler, focusing on them maybe when your little one's napping um, and trying to figure out at what times they need to pee. Like we know with Amandine now what times she needs to go to the loo pretty much. She always goes in the morning kind of when she wakes up or sometimes after breakfast 
Then she'll go again before lunch. Then she'll go again after her nap. Then she'll go again at some point in the afternoon and there's normally a poo in there somewhere in the afternoon. Um, And then she'll go again before bed. So um, you will start to notice, I think, if you give yourself a bit of space to notice. Uh, That would be my biggest tip. Toddler tantrums. Oh my goodness, I don't know. But I have one of the guests that's coming on is uh, a lady who is going to talk about toddler tantrums. Brilliant for all of us, I think, because I don't have the answers. My only tip would be to get down to their level, look them in the eye. Amandine has a real thing at the moment of not looking us in the eye when we're talking to her, so we're always trying to encourage her to look us in the eye when we're talking to you um, and get down to their level and explain to them reason with them, explain to them why you've asked them, so whatever set them off in the first place basically, explain to them why, explain to them why they're potentially feeling how they're feeling, ask them how they're feeling um, and just try and get that kind of routine going with toddler tantrums. It's so easy to just flip your lid and I do this, I do this all the time, I flip my lid at Amandine and sometimes you just have to, don't you, if they're not uh, Amandine did it the other day as an example. She wanted to, it was really sweet, all started off very sweet. She wanted to come upstairs and help me with Elwood and put him to sleep for a nap. So I closed the window. Annoyingly, our bed backs up onto the window. That's pretty much the only way that we can have the bed in our bedroom, which is highly, highly dangerous, and I hate it. And we have to lock the windows to make sure Amandine doesn't climb up onto the bed and open the windows. It's just awful. I hate it. But anyway, um... That I asked her to come. Well, she sorry, she came up with me, and I asked her to close the uh, to close the blinds. We've got wooden shutters on our bedroom window. I asked her to close the shutters. They're internal. They're not external. She didn't have to lean out the window. They're internal. The windows were locked. So I asked her to close the blinds, the the shutters, and she did. But then she found that loads of fun. So she started opening them and closing them and opening them and closing them and chatting to herself whilst doing it. So I said to her to start with, Amandine, could you please? Please keep your voice down. We're putting Elwood to sleep. If you want to do this with mummy, will you please be quiet? Um, And then she just kept doing it really, really fast and really fast. She just wasn't listening to me. I was like, Amaldine, do you want to go outside? Because I can see you're having a hard time being quiet. And mummy really needs you to be quiet if you're going to help me put Elwood to sleep. Anyway, she wouldn't. And then she started to scream at me. Um, or, you know, just completely going against what I had said on purpose. So in the end, I had to put Elwood down, grab her, plonk her outside and just say, this is not okay, Amandine, because I was so close to flipping my lid. I mean, I was, you know what it's like trying to get a baby to sleep. You just need everything to be quiet. You know how you can do it. And if anything changes, it basically goes to pot. So anyway, that's the last time for the moment that Amandine is coming to help me put Elwood to bed because it just did not work, did not happen. Um, So yes, and then when I went out of the room, I explained to her why I needed to be quiet and why it wasn't helpful what she was doing. So I would just say try your very best if you possibly can. And if you need to, just take a minute and just say to them, and I've said this to Amandine, mummy needs to go upstairs and have five minutes. Um, and if you feel like you're going to flip your lid, it's better to do that, I guess, than flip it in front of them, which I've also done. I'm not kind of, I'm not saying any of this because I'm 
got a halo over my head. I'm saying it because I uh, wish I could be better. <laughs> okay, how to keep being romantic after <laughs> with two little kids. Yeah, I'm so not the person to talk to about this because our uh, romance God went out the window. What feels like yonks ago. Hendrik and I have been married not seven years this year. I think our romance lasted about a year, the first year, which is probably, um, which is probably quite rare for a French man. I'm not sure. Some people think that French men are really romantic, and I think that's just what movies portray them to be because they're not particularly romantic. Not mine, anyway. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I read an article actually, interestingly, when I was reading through all of your questions. This article came into my inbox I think it was baby central or something but it was basically talking about contraception and I was like are you joking but also um about how to keep the romance alive it wasn't in this article that I read it but I did read that if you kiss your partner and hold the kiss for seven seconds apparently it does something and sets off the hormones or I don't know and makes you feel loving towards your other towards your partner try it hold your kiss for seven seconds and see what happens um getting a kiss off Hendrik is hard enough at the moment <laughs> I mean when are you meant to have time for these things but I do think it's really important to show romance in front of your kids and love in front of your kids because you know it's teaching them it's teaching them and it's nice that you want to be caring for your husband or your wife or your partner. Um, but yeah, finding time for the romance, I have no idea because it's bound to be that the minute you get under the sheets, one of them wakes up, if you even feel like doing that. But maybe cook him dinner or ask him to cook you dinner or even run a bath um, or it depends. I mean, uh, have you um, looked into what your acts of is it acts of, your love language, that's it, your love language, and there's acts of service, there's um, gifts, what is the other one, touch, uh, blah, 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 blah. I can't remember the others, but you could do that as well, do your little questionnaire, see what your love languages are, and you could always do that. I think Hendrix is probably acts of service, so when I spent all blinking day cleaning today, I would like to think he loves me a little bit more than you did yesterday. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, uh, I'm going to end talking about romance because I really am not um, the one to talk about that. How do you feel about H not bonding so much yet with Elwood? So, this has changed a bit. Elwood is really interacting with us at the moment. So, he is smiling loads and he does not react to me like he reacts to Hendrik now. The minute Hendrik comes over and shows him any form of attention, Elwood is beaming with smiles. His face lights up. It's like when he gets in the bath. His eyes sparkle. He starts chatting away with baby gob gobbledygook language. He just loves hearing Hendrik's voice. And I think since that started to happen, Hendrik is now starting to feel far more bonded with Elwood. He even said it to me the other day when I was carrying Elwood around. He was like, oh, 
Maybe I should start carrying Elwood a little bit around. I did with Amandine, didn't I? And I thought, wow, a couple of weeks ago, you never would have said that. He still gets very annoyed when Elwood cries, but who doesn't? Um, but he is bonding so much better. And I think I said last week, it takes time. And I think with Elwood, it has taken time. Um, I really, really, really sadly, devastatingly, um, have to go to a funeral on Thursday. And I'm hoping to leave Elwood with Hendrick um, without expressing any milk. It could be a bit dangerous to do that, but I am hoping that I can get there and get back um, in the feeding window. Um, and he was open to the idea, which I think shows how much he is now bonding with Elwood. So let's see what happens but I was feeling pretty gutted about it but I fully expected it so um it wasn't a surprise so I think feelings wise for me I really it's not too big of a deal but now it's lovely it's really lovely to see Elwood bonding with Hendrick I mean he's really not giving Hendrick a choice because you just can't love what you're getting back from Elwood at the moment. He's just such a happy chappy. Okay, last question. Newborn sleep without a swaddle baby just doesn't sleep. I would probably highly recommend having a chat with a sleep consultant because I am no expert. I don't really know the answer to your question because both Amandine and Elwood have finally found their grooves. Um, but if you don't want to swaddle them or if they don't like a swaddle, then just make sure you've got everything else in place like white noise, dark room... Um, and some people say don't feed to sleep, but I mean, I've always fed, I always fed Amandine to sleep and Elwood occasionally feed him to sleep. He's not, he doesn't mind as much. Um, but I don't think, I don't think I would. Well, I would. If it, if you can get them to sleep by feeding them to sleep, then feed them to sleep. But if you're really struggling for your own sanity and your own mental health, I would highly suggest speaking to a sleep consultant and see, just see what they say. Um, but it also depends on what age they are. Maybe they just want you, maybe they just want contact naps the whole time or sleep. Um, but yeah, have a chat with a sleep consultant or read that. Have a look at Taking Care of Babies, which is who I always recommend. Um, see if her blog says anything as well. Sorry, I can't be more help, but I'm definitely no expert on the topic. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm excited for my chat with Vern next week. I hope you guys tune in for that. Please, if you haven't already and you have a moment, leave a review and rate the podcast. It really, really helps other mums, especially and parents, find the podcast amongst all the others and um, join in our community and listen to my little natters. I hope I said something within this podcast that was helpful to you or maybe I just kept you company whilst you're on a walk or having a cup of tea or a moment to relax or maybe a long drive but thank you so much for being here. I appreciate every single one of you and if you enjoyed today's podcast please connect with me on Instagram. I can, I find motherhood quite lonely sometimes too so it's really nice to get feedback from you all if you are listening so please do. Lots and lots of love. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week and I will catch up with you guys next week. Bye. Even the second time round, I didn't really know what to pack in my hospital bag. I knew what not to pack, but there is always a worry that you will have forgotten something you yearn after in labour. 
Luckily for us, the midwives at My Expert Midwife have curated a hospital bag set with all their essentials, including the brilliant Spritz for Bits, which I can personally recommend. It certainly saved my delicate parts post-birth. Soak for Bits, No Harm, Nipple Balm, Spritz for Labour and Labour Rollable, designed to help calm and focus. As our little gift to you, my expert midwife have kindly given me an exclusive code to share with you for 10% discount across all products. Head to www.myexpertmidwife.com and use MUMTALK10 at checkout and get that hospital bag packed. Don't forget to get your birth partner to pack it for you so they know where everything is. I made that error first time round. <laughs> 